Auction.net. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, where Wednesday is mug day with $7 Cousin Cocktails, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller. Uh, coming up this hour, momentarily, we will hear from Matt Postens, our friend from HeartlandCollegeSports.com, a website dedicated to the Big 12. Bottom of the hour, we'll head to Chicago, catch up with our friend David Kaplan, Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors Cappy, and then Trent's Plays of the Day. Uh, that's sponsored by Circus Sports. Uh, real quick, John Wilner, one of the... Uh, Pac-12 deans of journalists out there uh, from his source. He'd be stunned if Washington and Oregon go to the Big Ten. The Big Ten will sit back for two years, then try to get Notre Dame. Growing reality is the Ducks and the Huskies have to make it work in the Pac-12. We're joined the Big 12. My guess is guess number one is his preference. What was that one? Pac-12. Staying in the Pac-12. Pac-12. All right. We shall see. Uh, let's get Matt Postens in here. He's written a bunch of columns on this and joins Miller in Condon. Matt Trenton, Ken, thank you as always. How are you, Matt Postens? Busy weekend. Uh, Maybe you thought you were going to be off, but uh, that wasn't <laughs> the case. Yeah, I, I definitely was not off. None of us were off uh, between the yearbook and, and everything going on. Oh, with the sure. Conference the past few days, they were... They were kind enough to give us Sunday off. They were kind <laughs> enough to not really do anything on Sunday. But uh, come Monday, even 4th of July, you're already starting to get stuff filtering in with uh, the deep discussions that the Big 12 appears to be having with at least four teams in the Pac-12, perhaps six. And um, it's interesting that the Big 12 now, you know, a year later after I think most people had kind of written them off, they seem to be more the aggressor in the situation than the reactor. I maintained this is all up to TV executives as it – pertains to the remaining teams. What's more valuable? The Pac-12, as it currently is constructed, going out and adding from the Big 12, ACC, whatever it is, or the Big 12 in the power position, as we've heard about, the Arizona schools, Colorado, Utah. When you look at it, and maybe try to take off the Big 12 blinders if you can, but who do you think is in more of a power position right now? The remaining Pac-12 or the Big 12 as it sits? I think the Big 12 is in the better position. If you look at the media money, as somebody, I wish I could remember who did this, but somebody projected out the media money with the future Big 12, the four teams that are coming in next year, and the Pac-12 as it is currently configured before USC and, and UCLA made their move to the Big 10. There was obviously a big revenue gap between the SEC and the Big 10 at that point already. But all things being equal in the current configurations, the Big 12 and the Pac-12 and the ACC were all projected to have about the same amount of money coming in. The problem for the ACC is they have a grant of rights, just like the Big 12 does, and they can't reopen their TV negotiations unless they either add a new member or they come up with something that will interest the TV networks, like the loose collaboration they're reportedly talking about with the Pac-12 for a quote-unquote championship game or some crossover Mm -hmm. games. Pac-12 has a new TV contract coming up next year, but because they they're losing UCLA and USC, they're losing their two they're losing their biggest market, which makes them less desirable from a TV standpoint. You know, the Big 12 as they're currently configured, 
they're projected to make about you know fifty fifty five million per team per year. You know, starting at about twenty twenty five, they've got the advantage of the fact that their TV contract comes up in two years. Uh, they've they've got good partnerships with the TV groups that they already have. They have the potential to add new partners that you know aren't going to make them SEC or Big Ten rich, but will certainly make them more stable moving forward. So I, I think just based on where they were before all of this started with, you know, USD and UCLA last week, all things being equal, the Big 12 is better positioned because they have more ability to leverage their new contract coming up. They have the potential to add new partners without having to worry about, you know, anybody's feelings getting hurt because, you know, I don't want to say the Big 12 is better off without Texas and Oklahoma, but they're certainly freer to make decisions now as a group without Texas and Oklahoma being in the mix. Yeah, the, the Pac-12, the, the number I read, a guy by the name of Bob Thompson who ran Fox Sports for a, mm. for about a decade uh, and has negotiated the, the previous contracts. He's in the room. He's negotiating them. He thought that prior to the defection of the two L.A. schools that the Pac-12 would come in around $500 million a year for their next contract. Now, without the L.A. schools, that number goes down to $300 million. So that's, you yeah. know, the 10 schools sharing... You you know, essentially getting $30 million a piece as opposed to what it was before. I don't, I don't, I think you're right, Matt. I'm with you when it comes down to it. I think the Big 12 with the, with the addition of the four or the six is in a better spot. And, and if I'm a network, how can I, can, how can I negotiate with the Pac 12 knowing that, you know, if Kevin Warren ever decides to pick up the phone and call Oregon and Washington, they're going to be on the next plane out of town. They want yeah. they want the Big Ten. That, that's their preference. Yeah, absolutely. They, those two schools. I mean, they haven't stated it publicly, obviously, but I would think that would be the conference they would want to align themselves with. And it's it's all about the money. You know, the SEC is projected to pay out more than a hundred million to its membership in a couple of years once Texas and Oklahoma joins. They're they're already pretty close to that now uh, with the new TV contracts they're working on. The Big Ten's right behind them. Um, you know, I mentioned the number before. I think it was like 95 million. That was before USC and UCLA joined the mix. And the Big Ten's about to renegotiate its deal, so they're going to push over 100 million. Yep. Big 12, Pac 12, ACC—they're not going to get there. But the thing is, if you're the Big 12 and you can add those four schools you're talking to—Utah, Colorado, Arizona, and Arizona State—you mentioned the 300 million dollar valuation. Maybe that brings the Pac 12's valuation down another 75, mm. 80 million, and that adds another 10. To 15 million in projected value to each team's payout in the Big 12, that pushes you to close to 70 million. That, to me, that piece is worth the squeeze. The grant of rights for the Big 12 was excellent. Though Oklahoma and Texas are departing, they're sticking around. Uh, Last Mm -hmm. summer when this came out, I didn't think they were going to make it to 2022. And certainly looks like they're going to make it this year, probably next, maybe an early out for 2024. If you're going out and getting those teams, and if you want to add Oregon and Washington to that mix, that grant of rights, just how much even maybe more ironclad does that thing have to be if you're talking to the Ducks and the Huskies on top of the four other teams that have been bandied about? Yeah, I think it does have to be ironclad. It's funny, Andy Staples did a piece for The Athletic, and he got a hold of the con- those three contracts. And you would think those contracts for the grant of rights would be voluminous. They're not. They're about mm. four or five pages long, wow. and they're not terribly – the language is is specific, but it's not – you know, there's not a lot of volume to it. But 
it's binding enough to where if you're, say, the ACC and they have the same grant of media rights, uh, it's extremely cost prohibitive for a team, like, even like a team like a Clemson, to try and get out of it because their grant of media rights goes through 2036. The advantage of all this happening now for the Big 12 is that their the natural conclusion of their contract is coming up at the end of 2024-25. So that's when the grant of media rights ends. So Texas and Oklahoma, they may want to move to the SEC tomorrow, but for them, it makes more sense to wait until the end of the deal or close to the end of the deal and, and negotiate it out instead of writing that reported $80, $90 million check that they might have to write to get out of it. So it, it's all of this, oddly enough, is happening at a really good time for the Big 12. And the great thing about all this for them is, you know, Pac-12 is kind of panicking. The ACC is wondering what to do. Big 12 has been through this so many damn times. <laughs> yeah. They're like, it's cool. It's all right. Yeah. We got this. We'll be fine. You know, it, it's funny. Yeah, you know, it, it's funny. They're being the aggressor now. And yeah. I think, you know, like I said before, I think Texas and Oklahoma transitioning out, they no longer have to worry about asking those two, hey, what do you think about this? Mm. I'm, I, I feel almost certain they squashed expansion a few years ago because I think one of those schools didn't want Houston in the conference. They just kind of felt like they wanted to stand pat. Now that you don't have to go ask the two of them, hey, are you okay with this? <laughs> they can do what they want. And, and Pete Thamel had a great report the other other day you know, from a Big 12 source saying the conference has never been more galvanized than it is right now. There's no desire in their point, on their part, to partner with the Big 12, join the Big 12, or partner with the ACC. Yeah, and it sounds like uh, that's good because apparently Klyavkov, uh, George Klyavkov, the, uh, the commissioner of the Pac-12, apparently he is trying to uh, get aggressive in his own right, and and I'm glad you're with us and you're based in Texas because apparently he's he, he's got his eyeball on TCU, uh, may, maybe Kansas, um, uh, Houston, but it's I, I think that the Pac-12 is all uh, the Pac-12, the Big 12 right now as it sits is one big happy family. Correct me if I'm wrong. I, I think they're certainly getting there. I think the best thing that Bob Bowlesby did last year was. You know, not get out there immediately and go, okay, we need to go, go, go after Texas and Oklahoma made their announcement. He kind of said, okay, y'all kind of go through the five stages of mourning for a couple weeks as a group, and then let's circle back. And I think that really helped because all these schools, they kind of did their due diligence. Kansas reportedly talked to the Big Ten. Um, a lot of the Texas schools reportedly talked to the Pac-12. Um, there were probably some conversations that uh, West Virginia had on the side with the, the ACC. And I think they all kind of came back together and said, you know what, maybe we, you know, maybe Texas and Oklahoma leaving puts us in a position where we can chart our own course. And I think that's kind of what you're seeing now. You're seeing these schools all say, you know, we, we like the course we're on. We think adding those four schools to the Pac-12 is going to add value to our, uh, to our conference and we can kind of chart our own course and not, be too worried about what you know others think. I mean, the money is going to be there. That's the thing. It doesn't doesn't matter how many teams they have in the conference. I mean, that's going to help them from a from a TV standpoint. But the money is going to be there because ESPN and Fox they need they can't just show SEC and Big Ten games all the time. They've got to show other conferences. They need the bandwidth. They need the volume. So the money is going to be there. It's just a matter of what configuration works best for the Big Twelve. And knocking off the Pac-12 and making them something else than they currently are, you look at the future of the college football playoff, and say it's the 12-team proposal that was out there. Suddenly, there's a likelihood with this conference that you're going to have not just a team, not just your conference champion, two teams in there. Look, 
Are they going to put in a seven and five SEC team over an eleven and two Big Twelve team? It seems like a stretch for that to happen. Ultimately, if this becomes even a power three, boy, you're looking like you're in great shape if you're the Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, like I said, they're never going to catch up with the SEC and Big Ten money. But I think part of this is is making sure that they have a seat at the table for those kinds of discussions: college football playoff, of the game, and how how it. it how governance is going to look moving forward. I'm still of the firm belief that, you know, major college football won't be under the NCAA umbrella in a few years. And, you know, if you think about, you go back to the conversations they had in the spring about the playoff, who were the two school, two conferences that were kind of like, "Mm," it was the PAC 12 and the ACC. And, you know, that's, you know, the PAC 12 looks like they've miscalculated in a way that I think people felt the big 12 had miscalculated a few years ago when they didn't expand. It's, it's sort of like the shoes on the other foot. The Pac-12 has been always a very consistent, stable conference for a long time, and the Big 12 has always been kind of the dysfunctional one. And it seems like the script has flipped a little bit uh, as we as we enter this next round of realignment. Uh, Brett Yormark, uh, you'll be at uh, Media Days, uh, uh, Big 12 Media Day next week, right? Mm-hmm. Next week. Unbelievable. Um, I hope the room is going to be big enough when your mark addresses everybody, which I assume as it normally is to, to kick off uh, the festivities. What do, what do you think that um, – what I mean, what what do we want to hear from Brett Yormark? Where he's at, what his plans are, I'm not sure he'll share them. Uh, and we certainly yeah. won't play all of his cards, but what do you expect to hear? It's interesting because I'm assuming he'll be there. I mean, technically, he's not under contract until August unless the Big 12 did something behind the scenes. But I'm sure he's been involved in all these conversations over the last week. In fact, uh, Pete Samuels' report noted that the Big 12 officials have been very impressed with, A, what Yormark has brought to the table to this point, B, the fact that Yormark doesn't appear to be afraid to say, hey, I don't quite understand this talk to me more about it, which I think is a, a good sign that he's coming into this from the, from the standpoint of asking a lot of questions. And Bob Bowlesby isn't going away right away. He's still going to be on a consultancy for a while. So I think I'm interested to see what your bark here wants to say about things like name, image, and likeness uh, and things like that. He was uh, the CEO for Rock Nation Sports, so he's got experience with helping athletes leverage those kinds of things on a professional level. Uh, that's going to be important at the college level now because NIL is not going away. Uh, I think he's probably still educating himself on things like the transfer portal, although he was with the Brooklyn Nets for a while. Yep. So he's been involved in free agency, so he kind of understands that a little bit too. I think I'm most interested in hearing how he thinks his experience as a professional sports administrator and as a, you know, for lack of a better word, running a, a agent representation firm is going to translate into what he can do to help lead the conference uh, moving forward. You know, again, the school presidents are the ones that ultimately vote and make the decisions, but the commissioner can set an agenda and keep things moving forward. So that's the big thing I'm really interested in, in, in seeing how he thinks his experience is going to help the Big 12. College Football America yearbook coming out. Uh, give us an update on that where people can get involved <laughs> and get that great publication that you put out. And secondly, I know you're going to be talking some Iowa State down there with Matt Campbell and company. What's your biggest burning Iowa State question as you get ready to depart next week? Uh, as far as the yearbook goes, uh, we're putting the finishing touches on it. We we hope to be out in the next week or two. Uh, Clayton Toon, the quarterback at Houston's on our cover. Uh, again, it'll have every college football program in the country, uh, including everyone there in Iowa, uh, from Iowa State all the way down to Iowa Western, which nearly won a JUCO championship last year. Hmm. 
Um, as far as Matt Campbell's concerned, I think everybody's going to want to talk about the quarterback situation. Yep. This is really the first time in you know three years that the quarterback situation at Iowa State really hasn't been stable or experienced. So you know they've got Will McDonald coming back, they've got their great wide receiver coming back, but I think a lot of the conversation is going to be around the quarterback, and, and obviously notable in that we just got the names of the kids that yeah, I'm looking at it right at now. Media Day, and yeah. I don't see a quarterback listed. For <laughs> no. Iowa State. So obviously uh, Matt Campbell doesn't necessarily want to talk too much about who might start. Uh, that sort of thing. But that's, I, I think that's going to be the big question. Yeah, or he's throwing the upperclassmen a bone. Hunter Deckers will get there. There's a lot of hype around him. Surprise, surprise, right? Uh, he's a quarterback, and uh, we, we shall see. Matt Poston's great stuff, Matt. We will impose on you. Uh, so it's a week from tomorrow? It starts Thursday, yeah, Wednesday, Friday? Wednesday and Thursday. Oh, Wednesday, Wednesday Thursday. Thursday. Gotcha. Great stuff. Matt, thank you. Heartland College Sports. We appreciate it. Matt Poston's at Poston's Postcard on Twitter. Thank you, Matt. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, we do, too. Thank you, Matt Postens. Uh, so, uh, uh, Matt Campbell is taking Orion Vance, mm-hmm. Anthony Johnson uh, from the defensive side of the football, uh, Xavier Hutchinson, and Trevor Downing. Taken four. So, yep. the official Big 12 release only had three guys listed. Uh, oh, did it? Who wasn't on the list? Johnson wasn't on that really? list. Yeah, the one I saw that came out right as the show was beginning just had Vance, Hutchinson, and Downing. So one more added because you yeah. can take up to four. And then Anthony Johnson is. Uh, this came from Iowa State football Twitter account. So some other intriguing, I'm sure, storylines that the media from here will be chasing. Dylan Doyle will be there from Baylor. Really? Good. Sure, you can get an article out of that if you're yeah. Randy Peterson, right? Sure, why not? That one makes a whole lot of sense. Adrian Martinez at Kansas State. Him along with Deuce Vaughn. That's a pretty good one-two punch for the Wildcats. Spencer Sanders, quarterback, Oklahoma State. He's going to be there. Who's going from my Mountaineers, my sleeper? Ah, uh, you got Bryce Ford Wheaton, okay, wide receiver. Remember him? Yeah, Zach Frazier, offensive lineman. Yeah. Yeah. Dante Stills, there you yeah. go. Good. There Very a long good. time, really good player. And Charles Woods, uh, cornerback. Um, <laughs> my Mountaineers. Dylan Gray- Gabriel will be there for Oklahoma. That's a good get. How many quarterbacks are on the list? How many teams aren't taking quarterbacks? Ah, uh, let's see. Again. You get Daniels from Kansas, Adrian mm-hmm. Martinez, Gabriel from Oklahoma, Spencer Sanders of Oklahoma State, TCU. They're not going to go down that route. Neither is Texas, and that is it. So four of the ten will be bringing a quarterback along. No JT Daniels with no West Virginia. JT Daniels. Interesting. Eleven twenty-five. Time for another keyword. Uh, this nationwide contest. Simply go to KXNO.com. Once you get to KXNO.com, a pop-up box will appear. And when it does, enter the keyword green. Green at KXNO.com. Off to Chicago, we shall go. We'll get Cappy's thoughts. Is it realistic? Is there any chance Soldier Field is going to be furnished with a lid? It's already hideous. (laughs) So might as well just throw a dome on top of it. The price tag. What do, what do you, as a Bears fan, yeah. what do you want? Arlington Heights. Do you? I you do. want the new facility? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've only been to Soldier a handful of times. Mm-hmm. It's just not part of kind of my fall viewing experience where every summer I try to get to Target Field. Yeah, right. I get to Kinnick multiple times a year. I try to get to Iowa State once a year. It just isn't the same for NFL football. NFL, for me, it's a TV product. Yeah. And because of that, and getting to Soldier Field, it's just a pain. And if you plan on getting out of there is a yeah. worse pain. And, all right, you're going to go to noon game. You're going to come back afterwards. You're going to make a weekend in Chicago, but you're going to come back after the game. Best case scenario, you're past traffic in you know past Chicago, five thirty. I was going to say five, and then you still got four hours in front of you. At least 
four and a half. Toll roads. Yeah. All right. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Miller and Condon back with uh, David Kaplan. He's next. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. On your side. Why should you apply for a career with Wolf Construction? It's exciting and it's fresh and it's new every day. It creates new challenges and opportunities each day. I wouldn't want to work anywhere else but Wolf Construction. You can look around and go, wow, look what we've accomplished today as a Wolf team. Wolf offers competitive pay. The benefits are great. They have a matching 401k. Don't wait. Apply today at Wolf Construction. Get on board here. Join us here at Wolf Construction. Sign up and let's go. Wolf Construction is a great place to be. Apply today. Wolf Construction. Maybe you're thinking about franchising your business or purchasing a franchise. There's an experienced and trustworthy franchise lawyer right in your backyard. Don't waste your time or money searching for a lawyer out of state when Rush Niggett is here and ready to help your business. Hi, I'm Rush. I've specialized in business and franchise law for the past 25 years. I don't just want to be your lawyer. I want your business to succeed as much as you do. Your business needs Rush. Visit his award-winning blog at RushOnBusiness.com. It's good to have Rush. Family owned since 1970, Kemker's True Value and Rental helps you buy what you want and rent what you need. Get to work on that to-do list with help from Kemker's True Value and Rental. Kemker's has all your hardware needs, grills for that family barbecue, and a one-stop shop for all your lawn and garden needs. Plus, their rental catalog is perfect for do-it-yourselfers. With two Central Iowa locations to better serve you in Grimes and Huxley, make it Kemker's True Value and Rental. Find out what they can do for you at KempkersTrueValue.com. That's KempkersTrueValue.com. The biggest pro football overlays in Vegas are back with $12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circus Sports. With two ways to win and no rate. Circuit Million with quarterly payouts and 100% payback. And Circus Survivor. Select one team each week with no point spread. Take in the big money with $12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas. Play from anywhere. Visit CircusSports.com for details. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO, Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors our weekly visit with David Kaplan. He joins us as we head off to the Windy City. Cap, Trenton, Ken, first of all, how are you feeling, Cap? Last, uh, this time last week, you were in the midst of a uh, battle with uh, COVID. Uh, seemingly, you've turned the corner. How are you feeling? Much, much better. Tested out negative, out of protocol, a little cough, but other than that, Back at it in the studio yesterday, so it's good to be back to work. And so, was fatigue uh, as as big of a uh, I don't know if symptoms the right word to put it, but it seemingly that got you maybe as bad as anything. Is it was is that fair to say? Oh, a hundred percent. The fatigue. 
you know, like a couple friends of mine who have not had it said, what do you mean fatigue? I literally, my wife was out of town. I literally rolled the two garbage cans, the recycling bin and the garbage can, to the end of the driveway. It might, might be 40 feet. I was exhausted. (laughs) Getting out of, off the couch, out in the garage, rolling 40 feet, come back in, and I sat down. I'm like, holy bleep. (laughs) Like, this is a dude who works out every day. I couldn't believe how exhausting COVID is. Mm. Well, glad you're glad you've turned the corner, Cap. The big talker here today uh, is uh, obviously Soldier Field, right? And Lori Lightfoot, who it, it seems like a I don't want to say desperation, but maybe that's what you could call it. What's the likelihood that this putting a a dome over Soldier Field uh, ever sees the light of day, Cap? Is is, is that a uh, you know flailing away as the water overtakes you type of move? Yeah, I mean. This was one of the most ridiculous things I've heard in a long, long time. If the Bears are this gullible and this foolish to give up the opportunity to control their own stadium, their own complex, and have it where they can program what goes in that building, 365, 24-7, where they can make tens of millions of dollars, she's going to do a what? A dome over a landmark facility right. where you can't sell naming rights because it's, and rightly so, for deceased members of the military. We can't pay our bills in this city. We've got problems with rampant crime in this city. Our teachers don't get paid enough. We, they're 1,500 police officers short because people don't want to come down here. She's coming up with how much? A billion dollars to Dome Soldier Field. That might be the funniest, most idiotic thing I've heard in a long time. Is this more than anything politics? She said, hey, I'm trying. And when re-election comes, I try to keep the Bears here. They went to Arlington Heights, mm. but I tried. Is this ultimately just politics and, well, with it, money? Uh, probably right. And she doesn't want her legacy to be she was the mayor that mm. lost the Chicago Bears. <laughs> You're right. You know, that'll go down in the history. Who's the mayor when they let the Bears get away? Lori Lightfoot. Look, she may be a nice person. I don't know, Lori. She's an awful mayor. Awful. And people who visit this city say this city has changed. And it's unfortunate. I love Chicago. I get down here every day. I'm here right now going to work. I patronize businesses here. But our city's got a lot of issues. And a lot of it has occurred on her watch unfortunately still a spectacular place to visit in the summertime no doubt about that david kaplan is our guest well capsule let's let's uh, take it a step forward so our soldier field they're going to leave when do you think that that happens and when do you think a shovel is put in the ground uh, to in arlington heights at the uh, on the uh, grounds of the former arlington park racetrack when do they when do the bears announce they're leaving and when does the new stadium uh, began being built I would say, again, this is just me, you know, spitballing a guess for you. I would say it's going to take two years to get zoning and plans all approved. And then probably by the time you get shovels in the ground, it's at least three years, at least. And it probably takes two years with our weather to build that. You're probably five, five seasons from playing in that place at the earliest. Five years away, 
what kind of building do you anticipate? We look at some of the new buildings that are out there. And speaking of roofs, would it have a roof? Would they put a retractable roof on there? Oh, 100% it will be domed. Domed. That is the single number one requirement. There's Mm. no chance that it's outdoors. My producer of radio, who's 27, he's like, football's meant to be played outside. I said, and you're a child. When you get older and you're going to pull your car into a covered, warm parking lot, and then you're going to walk where there's 15 different restaurant options, oh, the kids want to buy a jersey, let's go to that store, or let's go to that store. Hey, can we stop at the sports book because I want to play the game today? (laughs) And your coat's in the car, and it's nine below outside, and it's 73 degrees in the stadium. You're going to be like, oh, this is... This is living. No, we're not going to have an outdoor stadium. No, and, it is what it is. and basketball's played with the roof over its head cap, and I know that they'll they'll be in the uh, I would think in the rotation to get an NCAA Final Four, right? Oh, absolutely! Final Fours, political conventions, mm-hmm. concerts, yep. all of it is going to be in play. A hundred percent. That is absolutely just thinking of what Chicago land can be and, and having those kind of events make their way there. Well, it's great for the city, certainly, and great for sports fans in Chicago. What's not great right now are the Chicago White Sox. As my twins have taken the first two games of this series. Aloy Jimenez has been activated. He'll bet six today. That's just what they need. There's the great elixir. Everything all good. What do you, concerns you most right now with this White Sox team? That they may be the single dumbest. I'm serious. The Cubs have their issues. Like Alfonso Rivas, Frank Swindell, Jason Hayward. Like these guys aren't part of the future of this team. I don't think wisdom is, mm-hmm. but they got a couple pieces. They're not a dumb team. They they play hard. They hit cutoff men. The other night I'm <laughs> watching the Monday night game. I'm still in shock from what happened in Highland Park, which is 10 minutes from my front door. My son, Brett, works at a restaurant 100 yards from the corner where the shootings took place. Mm. Like, I was just completely out of it. And I'm like, all right, they caught this guy. I'm I'm flipping over. I'm just going to sit down. I'm off. I'm watching baseball tonight, and I'm getting a pizza. And I did. I got a pizza. And I'm sitting there eating my pizza. Malnati's? I was eating a Malnati's pizza, oh boy. and I'm home alone, just me and my dogs. It's been a long day, and they are down 2-1 to one after they give up the Buxton homer. 2-1, to one, Abreu had to hit the solo. Now he gets a double. Moncada comes up with a big hit. It's 2-2, two, two, first and second, nobody out. There we go. They're going to take game one from the Twins. And then they crush a ball to Deep right center. That's Byron Buxton out there. Not Billy Buxton. Byron (laughs) Buxton, one of the best fielding outfielders in the game. And both these dudes take off and don't tag up. (laughs) Triple play, 8-5. It has never happened in the history of the sport. Never. Not once. (laughs) That team is so inept in terms of baseball savvy. It's, 
embarrassing. No, it was, Cap. It was comical to watch. It really was. And you know what compounded it? The look on LaRusse's face when they showed him in the dug was just incredulous. You have got to be kidding me. I've managed over 5,000 games in the big leads, and they say if you stick around long enough, you'll see everything once. I'm guessing that wasn't on his list. So, Cap, they got some pieces clearly, right? I mean, I like Moncada. I like Tim Anderson. Uh, Robert's a good player. Uh, Liam Hendricks, the other night, his first, he pitched the eighth inning and struck out the side uh, as LaRusso put him in when the Twins had their their big guns in the middle of that lineup coming up. This feels like Cap, and I agree with you, they're a dumb team, but boy, they should be. They should be able to overcome that. Don't you think? They should. 100%. Like last night, okay, they lost. You you got beat. Mm -hmm. These Twins hit five home runs. Kopech was terrible. That is going to happen in a 162 game. If I was a Sox fan, that would not be a game where I got all worked up. Yeah, you lost. You got your head kicked. The night before, the way you lost, I mean, it, it, this team has too much talent to be muddling along, what are they now, four games under, six and a half back. Like, you better win today and get this thing to five and a half where you, then you have only lost one game in the standings in this series. They're in a huge run right now in the midst of 19 straight against the division. You better find a way to right the ship quickly because that San Francisco team that you swept, they're not all that nope. in a bag of chips. They're not that good. And, oh, by the way, here come the Tigers, and the Tigers are looking like they're playing they're getting, better. Absolutely. Saya Suzuki right. is back for the Cubs. He uh, had a little short stint down here in Iowa. Productive. Up there, and it's been good here early on. We've talked about Suzuki a lot this year. The finger injury obviously derailed things, but him coming back in that fashion certainly – it's got to feel like a charge knowing that you got this guy for the foreseeable future. Yeah, he, look, we, you know, all of us have talked about this guy for quite a while and how he looks like he's going to be a really good player. Then he shows up here, gets off to a great start, and then he injures his ring finger and he's out for over a month. We were told day to day, day to day. Next thing you know, he's on the injured list. He can't swing a bat. And now he's back. That inside the park home run off Josh Hader. Mm-hmm. That was a piece of art to watch. Oh, my God, was that amazing. And then he crushes one yesterday, two hits, three RBIs. He's got a chance to be one of those foundational pieces for this baseball team. Now, Marcus Stroman told Gordon Wittenmeyer, I talked about this on radio this morning, he said, if we add two big-time players, two big-time additions to our team, with the young kids that are coming, Pete Crow Armstrong and Brennan Davis, he's healthy, and all these others, and the pitching that we've seen, Justin Steele and Keegan Thompson, perhaps Caleb Killian, uh, Marcus Stroman, he thinks they're a contender, maybe not to win the World Series, but in that division next season. Well, what if I told you you dropped Correa or Xander Bogarts in the lineup? Mm. You shouldn't get outbid for those dudes. You should not. You got nothing in terms of major payroll commitments, and Hayward's gone after next year. Then you got no payroll commitments. So, if you can go out and get one of those shortstops, I think the top three are Bogarts, Correa, and Trey Turner in no order. Aaron Judge is out there. There's a few other outfielders, and then Joe Musgrove's out there as a pitcher. You're telling me the Chicago Cubs with their financial might can't go out and get at least two, if not three, impactful signings? 
Maybe they get this thing turned faster than we thought. Cap, last thing, uh, Kyle Hendricks, uh, who they they pulled him from the game last night. Give him credit for getting out of the inning. He said he can get one more, and he did when Ross came out to visit him and then left after that. Uh, he's now on the injured list. Was he a trade chit? I mean, was there a chance he was going to be moved, Cap? And, and now with this soldier, the shoulder rather that apparently is uh, is behind his uh, stint on the injured list. Uh, obviously, that you would think that that would preclude him from being uh, having the value that he did. Was he going to be moved? And obviously, now all bets are off. Was he going to be moved? Yeah, though I don't think he was. I don't. Okay. He wasn't locked in where you're like, oh boy, we're trading a number one starter who's you know mid thirties. We're going to get just an insane package back. I don't think that was the case. Now, had he gone out for you know his next three or four starts prior to the deadline and was just unbelievable, that probably wasn't going to happen. So I don't think they weren't going to move the money. He's not making that much in baseball terms. So I don't think he was the guy that was getting traded. Now, could they have stuck him in a deal? Someone said, hey, I want both him and Contreras. You add the pitcher, we'll give you whatever it is you want. Well, maybe, but I was told they were not going to shop Kyle Hendricks. They were going to hang on to him. I can't say the same for Wilson Contreras. Mm, Too bad. Cap, we'll get you out on this. Our conversations here over the last couple of shows have been dominated by conference realignment. I always get a kick out of this. In Chicago (laughs) Sports Radio, how much college realignment have you guys touched on? Briefly, not a lot, a little bit. I mean, we were, you know, laughing about the amount of money that's at stake. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was told by somebody who would know over at Northwestern that each team in the conference, by now aligning with UCLA, USC, and perhaps if Notre Dame comes in, the number even goes up. Each school will get a check each year for one hundred million dollars. Yeah, maybe even a little bit north of that. Million. And if it's Notre Dame, it's definitely north sure. of that. A hundred million? So when a coach asks for whatever it is, and people go, how could you pay the football coach $10 million? If he's packing your stadium and you're playing in bowl games in that league, you're damn right he's getting $10 million a year because he's making you stupid money. Indeed he is. David Kaplan. Cap, great stuff as always, bud. We'll talk to you next Wednesday. Glad you're feeling better, Cap. Yeah, you guys are the best. I didn't do anything during the week except one thing, be on with you guys. Oh, we appreciate it. Thank you, Thank you. Thank you, Cap. Talk to you next week. Take care. Bye-bye. David Kaplan uh, from Chicago, ESPN 1000 and NBC Sports uh, Chicago. Uh, Centurion Stone of Iowa makes those conversations with Cappy. Well, possible, and we're certainly grateful to them for that. If you have a a project that involves a stone project inside or outside, They've got so many patterns, so many different colors. If you have a project and you've got something in mind, they'll have it for you. CenturionStoneOfIowa.com. That is the website. Or you can visit the showroom, 5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines. Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors Cappy. Trent's Plays of the Day coming up next. Miller & Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Trent Condon here for the Grumpy Goat Tavern. Sometimes after arguing with Ken on the radio show... I just need a beer. Or after a long night of calling a game, I just need a beer. Well, my favorite place to stop is the Grumpy Goat Tavern. With two locations in West Des Moines and First Street in Ankeny, where I can stop and grab that cold one. And they have over 50 beers on tap. Of course, my favorite's the domestics, but... 
If you're more adventurous, they have you covered. And it's not just drinks. The Grumpy Goat Tavern takes bar food to a new level. I'll see you next time at the Grumpy Goat Tavern. CassidyStream.com. Wolf Construction and Wolf Roofing are currently hiring. What makes Wolf Construction a better place to work is that when we think about developing the whole person is important, whether that person is a new carpenter laborer on a job site or that person's a project accountant that works in the office. It doesn't matter who. It becomes more than just a job where a company you show up to. It becomes part of the Wolf family. Competitive pay, excellent benefits, and a $1,000 sign-on bonus. Apply today at Wolf Construction. Family owned since 1970, Kemker's True Value and Rental helps you buy what you want and rent what you need. Get to work on that to-do list with help from Kemker's True Value and Rental. Kemker's has all your hardware needs, grills for that family barbecue, and a one-stop shop for all your lawn and garden needs. Plus, their rental catalog is perfect for do-it-yourselfers. With two Central Iowa locations to better serve you in Grimes and Huxley, make it Kemker's True Value and Rental. Find out what they can do for you at KempkersTrueValue.com. That's Kempkers True Meadows. Maybe you're thinking about franchising your business or purchasing a franchise. There's an experienced and trustworthy franchise lawyer right in your backyard. Don't waste your time or money searching for a lawyer out of state when Rush Niggett is here and ready to help your business. Hi, I'm Rush. I've specialized in business and franchise law for the past 25 years. I don't just want to be your lawyer. I want your business to succeed as much as you do. Your business needs Rush. Visit his award-winning blog at RushOnBusiness.com. It's good to have Rush on your side. Back to Miller and Condon on KXNO and Trent's Pick of the Day, presented by Circus Sports Iowa. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. I didn't think there would be anything that would make me miss Ray Mel Yahtzee. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's bringing my milkshake to the yard. Oh, yeah? That doesn't do it for oh, you, Oh, huh? my God. That hurts enough. Although we haven't had Ray in the program today, I don't think. No, he's in there. Was he in there Yeah, early? I think you are getting your water at the time. I missed him. All right, I don't want to miss this, though, Trent Condon. What are you doing? Circus Sports sponsors your plays of the day. Uh, by the way, we, I just uh, entered the phone. Some uh, One of our listeners called and said the Summer League schedule is out. Hawkeye Insider apparently has got it. So Garza with Portland, Wieskamp with San Antonio, of course, uh, Keegan uh, with Sacramento, who you bet on yesterday. But it was a winning bet. It was a winning bet. Um, free money. So we'll be able to see those three former Hawks, a whole bunch on ESPN2, on NBA TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got uh, Wies Campies with the Spurs still. Yep. Of course, the Kings with Keegan and Luca Garza playing with Portland is where he ended up. So we'll see that. Of course, are we going to see any Iowa State guys? Are they all too old at this point? I wonder, right? Yeah. The, the guys that are kind of the, the veterans the, that have been for yeah. George Yang's not going to play. No, 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 no. But no. even a... Taylor Horton Tucker, he wasn't playing with the Lakers. At least that I saw yesterday I when I was he, watching the Kings. Yeah, but he he when he played with the Lakers during the season. I wonder. Right. If, yeah, I'm not. I sure. mean, the summer league team. Yeah, no, I don't think he's. I think he's beyond that. Right. All right. What are you going to do? What are you going to bet on? Well, I'm betting on the Kings to win the summer league. You really are. Well, I'm investing my winnings. They're forty to one. Well, they were. They're I, down I to know twenty. Nothing to one. about it. Who's their competition? The other teams. Well, in the I get NBA. that, yeah. but but who who's the team to I, beat? I, I don't know. <laughs> But at 40 to 1? At 40 to 1. Not a hunch. Bet a bunch. Well, we're not going to bet a bunch on that one. Certainly not. We will, though, take a dabble here into baseball. We got three plays for today after a 3 and 1 day yesterday in the baseball field. Kick things off here in 15 minutes. Cleveland on the road for Detroit. Bieber. It's Bieber. 
He's the shutdown guy. Mm-hmm. But it is Pineda on the other side who's been good again. And so is Detroit. Plus 142 with the Tigers. Give me El Tigres. Plus 142. Pick number one. We're going with plus money again. Also plus 142. And that is the Marlins against Otani. I know how good Otani has been, but the Marlins are playing really good baseball. They're flirting with 500 all of a sudden. And the Angels... We just know how inconsistent that team is. I'm going to jump aboard here. Give me the Marlins plus 122 and 42 when we finish it up. I'm going to lay the run and a half with the Yankees. Gets it down to minus 125 at the mm-hmm. Pirates tonight. But I'm going to jump aboard. Don't see the issues we saw from the Yankees last night. Continuing at Severino against Keller. Really good pitching matchup. We'll lay the one and a half with the Yankees. Minus 125. There you go. Trent's plays of the day. Circus Sports uh, sponsors that. And, of course, we're going to be out there in the month of August. Uh, if you'd like to join us, you're welcome to do so. If you want, if you don't have plans, you're going to want to get head to Vegas, but don't have dates locked up. 7th through the 17th. You want to stay at Circus? You want to stay at their sister property, the D? Uh, we've got a 20% discount to offer our listeners when you go to check out. Just enter the promo code MC20. Miller Condon 20. Save 20% on those room course circus survivors circa millions you can sign up uh, when you're out there as trent and i will yes we, we will out there that's going to do it for us today the murph and andy show coming up in an hour and five minutes uh the fanatics ross peterson and to be determined at three and then hawkeye insider tonight at six thanks for being with us we're miller and condon here trent and i weekdays from 10 to noon on the Moines sports station 106.3 k